and welcome to the Plant School Podcast. I'm Rachel Tenney, and here we learn all about plants, how they work, how to care for them, and it's all taught in a way that anyone, from beginner to expert, can listen to, understand, and enjoy. So I hope that you will join me in Plant School. Hello, and welcome back to the Plant School Podcast, or if you're new, Welcome to the Plant School Podcast. So today we will be talking about the ZZ plant. And why haven't I covered this before? I don't know. Because this plant is a real winner. In my opinion, I think it's a real winner. So I'm super excited to talk about it. Before I do, I just want to say that next episode, I plan on doing another giveaway. And I'm going to do the same thing I did as the last giveaway, where I'm going to fund your next plant shopping trip. So I will send you money so that you can go and buy yourself plants. It's just a little bit easier that way instead of me sending you a live plant because you never know with sending live plants if it's gonna make it there or not. So I think this is just kind of a safer way. So if you would like to enter in to win a plant shopping trip, simply leave a review on Apple Podcasts and that's it. That's all you got to do. Type something in and I will read it on the podcast and shout you out. And then you can reach out to me via email and we'll get that all set up for you. But yeah, I would really appreciate you leaving a review. And also, I don't like love doing this, but this podcast does take up a lot of my time. And I would really, really appreciate any sort of support you can give. If you could become a podcast sponsor, which if you just go in the show notes, it'll say... Actually, let's look up what it says because I'm, I can't remember the exact wording and if you're scrolling down there right now and you're like, I, I don't know what I'm looking for, I'm going to tell you exactly what you're looking for. Let's see here. Okay, so if you're scrolling in the show notes, you go to the very bottom, it says support this podcast, colon, and then there's a little link. If you click on that link, it will take you to a page where you can sign up to be a donor of the podcast. And I'm going to plug it in so I can tell you exactly what you're going to see. It's going to take you to a website and it will pop up with a box that says become a supporter. And it says support this podcast with a small monthly donation to help sustain future episodes, which it does. And I greatly appreciate it. So you can sign up to do 99 cents, $4.99 or $9.99 every month. You can stop it at any time. It's not gonna like steal your money every single month without you knowing. And honestly, if you just signed up for the 99 cent version, I would be over the moon. Let's let's think about what that costs. Let's look it up. Things that cost 99 cents. Things that cost 99 cents. That is like, let's see here. That's like you buying nail polish once a month or dental floss once a month. Why are these? These are the most random things I've ever seen. Strawberries. No, no, no. Uh, This, what kind of box of strawberries is only 99 cents? All right, Google is letting me down here, but it's basically like a candy bar. It's like you donating a monthly candy bar (laughs) to the podcast. So really, if you can find it in your heart to donate 99 cents to this podcast once a month, it would help me out so much. And can I be like 100% honest with all you listeners out there? I currently have one supporter. One. And when I got this one supporter, I was so excited. I ran up to my husband 
told him I was pumped and I don't want to negate that one supporter because I appreciate them so much. But I do spend a lot of time putting out this podcast. So if you think that you could commit to 99 cents, $5, that'd be amazing. $10, I would appreciate it so very much. All right, I'm going to stop right there with my plug. Actually, one last thing. If you'd rather buy something instead of making a monthly donation, I also have a merch store. And you can feel free to check that out. That link is also in the show notes of every single episode. Okay, now... My rant is over. Thank you all so much for listening and for supporting and for being here. So let's get into this episode. What is a ZZ plant? So it is a low maintenance plant, which if you're like me, you will love. They have these deep green, shiny, oval, kind of like almond shaped leaves, and they shoot upward off the stem. And because they do have such waxy deep green leaves, a lot of people often mistake them to be fake. They kind of do look a little bit fake, but they are such a beautiful plant. They grow to be about two to four feet tall when they are fully mature, and they grow pretty slowly. They can grow more quickly if they have sufficient sun, but they are more on the slower growing side. Their scientific name is Zamiococcus zamiafolia, and it is in the Araceae family. So it's common names. It has a lot of them. So first off is the ZZ plant, there's Zuzu plant, I kind of like that one, Zanzibar gem, gem plant, Eternity plant, heirloom plant, emerald palm, there's probably a few others out there, but those are the main ones that I saw recurringly. And something interesting about some of those names, Eternity plant and heirloom plant, come from the ZZ's ability to withstand almost any common abuse of a houseplant owner and last for a really long time. So it can be passed down from generation to generation, and that is why it got the name Eternity and Heirloom Plant, which is kind of cute. So it is a flowering plant, but it will rarely ever flower. And if they do, it's kind of this small flower that comes at the base of the plant, and it has a spathe and spadix. A spathe and spadix, if you think of like a peace lily, it's the exact same thing. Actually, I think they're in the same family, the Araceae family, which kind of makes sense that they have very similar flowers. So there are quite a few popular types of ZZ plants, including Raven, which has these really dark leaves, almost like purple or maroon foliage. There's the Lucky Variegated, which has white and yellow variegation. And if you give this guy adequate light, it will keep that variegation. And then there's the Zamicro. I think I'm saying that right. And it is a dwarf version with shorter stems and smaller leaves, which sounds pretty adorable. Who doesn't love a tiny version of a plant? So next question, where does this plant originate? They are natively found in East Africa, specifically Zanzibar and Tanzania. I always want to say Tanzania, which makes me sound so dumb. I don't know where I'm getting that from. Maybe like the Tasmanian devil from what's that? Looney Tunes? But don't worry, I know it's Tanzania. Anyways, these plants, they have large potato-like rhizomes. Rhizomes are just underground stems, and this is to help them survive droughts in their native habitat in Zanzibar and Tanzania. But with that, it subsequently helps it survive in a forgetful plant owner's home. 
So my next question I love to go over is, does this plant have any symbolism? I had someone ask recently, so I do want to shout this book out again. I get the symbolism of these plants from this lovely book. It is called The Complete Language of Flowers, and it is written by S. Teresa Deitz. Currently, this book is only 13 bucks on Amazon. It is a steal of a deal. If you ask me, I absolutely love this book. I will sometimes pick plants and you can look plants up by their symbol. So if you're wanting to like convey a message, you don't have to flip through till you find one that means what you're wanting. You can instead go to the emotion or the meaning in the back of the book and then go and get that flower or whatever. But sometimes I do that to my husband. Usually it's like for romantic messages and things like that, but you can use it to convey other messages like rage or whatever else you are wanting to convey. It's really a lot of fun. So the ZZ plant, it symbolizes good fortune, growth, and steadiness. And it holds the possible powers of good fortune and luck. So if you have one in your home, you have some luck and good fortune within your home according to one of my favorite books. And speaking of favorites, I'm going to move on to my favorite question, and that is what is the history of this plant, of the ZZ plant? So like I mentioned earlier, it's native to Africa, and it has been used medicinally in the Mulanji district of Malawi and in the East Usambara Mountains of Tanzania. And they would use it there, they would use the juice to treat earaches. And also it was used as a poultice. So they would take that bruised plant material and they'd use it to treat an inflammatory condition known as mishipa. And mishipa means vein in English. And so it's kind of this chronic venous insufficiency where your veins are impaired and it kind of causes your lower extremities to be really uncomfortable. So they'd use this poultice of the ZZ plant to help with that. In northwestern Tanzania, they've also used the roots there. They would apply the roots to treat ulcerations, and that was used by the Sukuma people. And lastly, it's been used by shamans in the jungles of Ghana to cure stomach ailments. So this plant has a really rich medicinal history that still continues to this day. And the ZZ plant, it was first mentioned in a publication of plants in 1829, and was named erroneously as Caladium zamifolium. And so in 1856, it was changed to Zamiococcus. They got it changed to the right genus, switched it from Caladium to Zamiococcus. Although its species was Zamiofolium, which is slightly different from what it is today. And it was changed in 1905 to what it is today, which is Zamiococcus zamiafolia. And so interestingly, there were Dutch nurseries located in South Africa. And since that's where ZZ plants are natively found, they had this plant. They saw that it was doing really great with propagation. And so in 1996, not very long ago, at least I think it's not very long ago because that's near my birth year. So if you think it's a long time ago, you're calling me old, okay? But they started commercial propagation in 1996 and they distributed these ZZ plants worldwide and that is where they gained their popularity in our homes and offices from. Before 1996, they were probably not recognizable at all to anyone outside of the African continent. They were not well known. And they are on NASA's list of plants that clean the air 
And there have been other studies, I believe, too, from various universities that have studied this and replicated those results. So it is an air purifying plant. But if you guys go and listen, I go really in-depth into this issue. In episode 47, I go into if it's a myth or not if plants can clean the air. So long story short, they do clean the air. But when they are in your home where the air is being replaced on such a constant basis with vents going off and air conditioning and heating and doors opening and things like that, the air is getting replaced. Therefore, your plants do not really make a dent in the quality of your air. You would need massive amounts of plants to do that. And the humidity from those plants could cause some serious problems if your home was jam-packed with them. So yeah, they do clean the air, but not in a really feasible way in a home. If you lived in a laboratory that had the same air 24-7, it would make a difference for you. But unfortunately, we don't. But moving on with their history, in 2006, a man by the name of Hyuk Jin Lee, who was a plant breeder in a South Korean nursery, he noticed a dark-colored branch on his ZZ plant. And he realized that this was just a mutation that appeared naturally. He didn't do anything to it. It just came about on its own. And so he took it, he propagated its leaves, and they stayed black. And it carried over multiple generations. So he filed a patent and it was granted to him on Christmas, which is so cute, December 25th of 2018, under the cultivar named Doan. And so this cultivar is very similar to ZZ Plant Raven, but it's cool to see that there are different cultivars still being discovered. This patent was recently granted in 2018. It was discovered in 2006, so it takes a while, but you can buy it today. So in the U.S. Costa Farms, which are in Florida, they have the exclusive rights to propagate and sell this plant throughout the U.S., And then outside of the U.S., it's sold by a Dutch houseplant grower, and you can find the Dowin ZZ plant there. And I'm sure throughout time, there's probably going to be new cultivars of the ZZ plant coming out. Who knows? And then the last note in its history, around 2010, there were a lot of rumors spreading about the ZZ plant, and not great rumors at that. These rumors were saying that this plant, the ZZ plant, was so toxic that it could cause cancer. And so you needed to be wearing gloves when handling it because this plant was so toxic. Turns out, no, it cannot cause cancer. It is a toxic plant, like it has toxic sap, but there are a lot of plants like that. And I'll be going into like why it's toxic and what it can cause in you in the next section in part two of this podcast where I go into how to care for it. But yeah, thankfully, those rumors that were spreading around 2010 were not true And we know better now that the ZZ plant is safe to have in your home if you do have a pet that likes to nibble or a child that likes to nibble on things, then definitely do be careful with this plant. But it's not as toxic as it was once believed to be. And with that, we're going to take a quick break. And when we come back, we're going to dive into how to care for your ZZ plant. All right, welcome back. Let's dive right into how to water a ZZ plant. So... When you water them, you want to make sure the top two inches are dry. So just stick your finger in, 
few inches down. If it's dry, it's ready to be watered. Don't let them sit in wet potting mix for long periods of time. You do want to make sure you have drainage holes for these plants because overwatering can lead to yellowing leaves and root rot. So if you do notice that you have overwatered and it's starting to get those yellow leaves, to fix this, allow your potting mix to dry out. And if your plant is still struggling, pull it out, look at the roots, and if they are black and mushy, you are going to want to clip those off because they are infected with root rot. But both overwatering and underwatering can also lead to your leaves just falling off. So be consistent about checking the soil to know when to water because a consistent watering can help you not have problems with leaves falling off. But with that, know that sometimes older leaves naturally will fall off the bottom of the stem. That's quite normal, but it's just if you have leaves falling out in more than normal amounts. Like it's getting a little concerning. Look at how you are watering your ZZ plant. I will say watering less is much better than watering too much for these guys since they do have their rhizomes to rely on. Apparently, while I was doing research, there was a saying for ZZ plants, and this is how it goes. If you water the ZZ plant more than you pay your rent, it's too much. How wise. I, I don't know who came up with that. But apparently, you should be watering like once a month. I feel like it's pretty similar to how you water like a snake plant. Anyways, moving on, they can tolerate dry air and they don't often have issues related to humidity. So usually they will not be getting these crispy leaf edges if there's a lack of humidity. They come from pretty dry environments and they do have waxy leaves to kind of keep in their moisture. So when it comes to placing a ZZ plant in your home, here's some things that you should know. They do prefer bright and direct sun. They can tolerate lower light levels. They are often marketed as a low light plant. Just know that when a plant is marketed that way, that doesn't mean no light. And it's probably more light than you think. These plants just tolerate it much better than others. It doesn't mean that they love it and will thrive in it and grow well in it. It just simply means that they'll be okay for a longer amount of time than a different plant will. So too little light can actually cause them to be pretty leggy where the leaves are really far separated. And too much sun, on the other hand, can lead to brown patches or crispy edges on the leaf. That is known as sunburn. And if that happens, move it out of the direct light to kind of help with that. They do prefer temperatures in the range of 60 to 75 degrees Fahrenheit or 15 to 24 degrees Celsius all year round. So kind of a, a warm temperature is what they like. You can place them outside when the temperatures are in that range, but just know that lower than 45 degrees Fahrenheit, 7 degrees Celsius can kill the plant. And speaking of like moving them around, sometimes they can have a bit of shock when they are moved and they may drop some leaves, kind of similar to how ficuses react. They do the same thing. Moving on to how to fertilize this plant. You want to fertilize in spring to late summer, about once a month, and you can use just a general all-purpose fertilizer, even up to like a 20-20-20. They don't require a lot of regular fertilizing, but it can help increase their size, increase their vigor and health. So it is something that's probably recommended, but they'll do okay without it. 
Moving on to repotting, it's best to repot this plant in spring or summer, and this is true of all houseplants. It's just their active growing season, and so they can bounce back better when you repot them in these seasons. But signs that a ZZ plant needs to be repotted include seeing their rhizomes kind of pressed up against the edge of the container. So you can pull it out of the pot and see if those rhizomes are pressed up against there. If they are, it probably needs a slightly bigger pot, one to two inches. Bigger is perfect. And if it's starting to warp the shape of the container, that's a definite sign that it needs a slightly bigger pot. This usually falls to like about every year if it's a young plant and it's growing a lot. And by young plant, I mean it's like your first three to five years of owning it. Unless you got it from someone and it was a really old mature ZZ plant. But in general, if you're getting one from the store, those first few years of owning it, it's going to be growing pretty quickly and outgrowing its pot more quickly than it will when it's mature. And when it comes to like picking the soil, speaking of repotting, they aren't too picky about what soil you use, just as long as it is a well-draining soil mix. Next, I want to talk about what kind of pests that it deals with. It's mostly prone to spider mites and mealybugs. So to get rid of spider mites, you want to use an insecticide. Also, raising humidity really helps because spider mites love really dry sunny habitats so if you raise the humidity that kind of helps them go away but using an insecticide is highly recommended as well and then if you have mealybugs on your zz plant who they love to you know just hide in the crevices they're those white fuzzy little guys zz plants i feel like are a really terrible one to get infected because there are so many nooks and crannies they can get into but if it's a minor infestation you can get a cotton swab soak it in insecticide or you can also use isopropyl alcohol and you can wipe them away or you can spray the whole plant with the insecticide and if it's a really bad infestation don't feel bad if you have to throw the thing out because mealybugs can be really difficult to deal with all right last two things about zz plants i want to talk about how to propagate it and then just some extra care tips so first how to propagate it zz plants do regenerate by their rhizomes, those underground stems, those rhizomes as they're growing along in your soil, they will put out lateral shoots that will pop up as a new plant basically. And then they also will shoot out adventitious roots and become a new root system. So this allows them to be propagated by division where you literally, you're pulling your plant out of the pot and you divide it. You separate out the rhizomes Sometimes there's a bit of a, a snap when you are breaking those rhizomes apart, but once you separate it, you can have two separate ZZ plants and they will do great that way. You can also propagate them via stem cuttings, though this is quite a slower method. It takes about six to nine months for roots to grow on average. So you'll start, you'll cut an entire stalk, you'll remove the bottom leaves, and you'll place it in a jar of water. And if you put it in indirect sunlight, you change the water often, it will start to grow roots. It just takes a long time. And they can be placed in soil when the roots are about one to two inches long. You just must be very patient with them. And this is the same thing for leaf cutting. So you can take a single leaf and you can place it in soil or water. And it's a great idea to cover it to increase the humidity since it is just one single leaf. It can lose a lot of moisture that way. So covering it really helps keep 
that humidity in. And a leaf cutting can take as fast as a month, but generally it's in the same range as a stem cutting, where it's six to nine months, even up to a year for roots to begin growing. So honestly, if you're wanting some quick results, definitely propagate this plant by division. Just split it apart because cuttings is definitely a long game. So last thing is just some extra care tips. So first, they can often get dusty and they need to be cleaned with a a damp cloth to allow optimal photosynthesis to happen. Or if you're not feeling like you want to go and dust every single leaf, I don't blame you, you can place them in the shower and you can kind of spray them off to dust them off quickly. And you're watering them at the same time. So it's kind of a win-win situation there. And like I mentioned before, the ZZ plant is toxic to humans as well as pets. So don't ingest it. Put it in an area where your pet can't get to it or your child If you do happen to ingest it or your animal does, what will happen is there will be pain or burning sensation on lips, mouth, tongue, and throat, wherever it comes in contact with. And this is because the sap of a ZZ plant contains calcium oxalate, which can really irritate your hands, mouth, basically any skin, and it can cause vomiting or diarrhea if you ingest it into your stomach. And the reason for this is because calcium oxalate, it's made up of tiny crystals and they are sharp and jagged, so they tear the soft tissues when they are handled or ingested. And calcium oxalates, just so you can like make the connection, it's the same stuff that makes up kidney stones, which if you've ever known someone who has had them, they seem awful, so painful. I've even heard some people compare it to childbirth. I don't know about that. Because, woo, that is painful. If it is, I'm so sorry to anyone who has ever had them and had to experience that kind of pain. But that is why you don't want to be dealing with the sap of a ZZ plant. So if it does happen somehow to get snapped, maybe it's bumped into or maybe you accidentally break a piece off, just be aware not to be rubbing that sap anywhere. Don't lick it. Don't try it. Just simply wash it off with water and keep an eye on the area that it was in contact with to make sure there's nothing serious happening. But in general, it's just some dermatitis where your skin is irritated. And last little tip here, they can be pruned. So if a stem isn't looking too great, maybe it lost a lot of leaves or maybe it's starting to turn yellow and you just need to get rid of it, you can cut it off near the base to keep it looking nice. You can cut it in the middle but it will not regrow from that point. So it's best just to go to the base of the plant and cut it there. And with that, that is how to care for a ZZ plant. Thank you so much for joining in and listening today. And like I mentioned at the beginning, if you can give up 99 cents to support this podcast, I would so, so greatly appreciate it. But I hope you have a great day today. And I hope that you will tune in in two weeks for a brand new episode of the Plant School Podcast. Thank you so much for being here and for listening to the Plant School Podcast. I hope that you will join me for our next episode. And if you would like to support this podcast and keep it going, there's a link down in the show notes of this episode where you can donate to this podcast. And I really appreciate all that help. 
or you can go to my merch store, which is also linked in the notes of this episode, and you can find some really cool plant-related shirts and stickers. And if you want to support the podcast but spend no money, feel free to share it with a friend, leave a review. All these things greatly help me out and allow me to keep doing this. Again, thank you so much for listening and for being here at the Plant School Podcast. Thank you.